Hello and welcome to God's a Dad podcast. I'm Justin, your host. In a minute, I'll be joined by Dan and Jake. But before we do, I wanted to catch you up on our conversation because we're going to be continuing what we talked about in the last episode. So if you missed that episode, go check it out. Uh, If not, then I'll catch you up right now. So essentially, we're asking the question, is parenting hard? And last week, we were talking about the elements of parenting that we felt were genuinely hard. Mostly for us, we thought just losing sleep was hard. Uh, (laughs) Maybe some of you listened to that and you thought that's ridiculous. There's plenty of other aspects of parenting that are hard. You may be right. Uh, We might be wrong. We can only really speak out of our own experiences. And I think if we're all honest, we've three of us have had pretty easy, privileged, blessed, whatever word you want to say, uh, experiences with parenting. So in our experience, we just feel like mostly the only hard thing we've experienced is lack of sleep. However, today we're going to be continuing the conversation with the focus of looking at the ways that we might as people make parenting harder than it has to be, mostly with our perspective or our attitudes or our outlook kind of on the whole endeavor of parenting. So that's what we're going to get into. So let's go ahead and bring in Dan and Jake and we'll have a conversation. So we've kind of established already that uh, losing sleep because of children is legitimately a hard thing. But I kind of wanted to talk also about, I get the impression in my own my own heart, in my own life, I suppose, that it's, it's easy to think that parenting is hard in and of itself uh, and kind of avoid the reality that maybe sometimes my perspective or my view or my attitude on things is actually the source of what makes parenting hard. Because, uh, you know, having kids and your life changes it pretty dramatically. And it kind of takes a readjustment of yourself uh, to, yeah, I guess to just adjust. So I kind of wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, because Dan, you kind of mentioned this earlier already, actually, just the idea that shifting your perspective uh, causes some difficulties in parenthood. So I kind of wanted to just talk about what you guys feel like you've seen or gone through regarding that? What have you learned about how to make parenting easier by shifting your perspective about things you thought were hard? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So I, yeah. I just want to talk about kind of how, <laughs> how you guys have learned to adjust, I guess, who you are to fit better into parenting. So then it becomes and feels easier. Right. Cause I think the goal is that life, a lot of life and especially parenting can feel pretty easy <laughs> and feel pretty fun if you allow yourself to be changed. But if you kind of stay the same, then it, it can be a lot harder. So that's the, that's the kind of the conversation I want to have. So I'm curious how you feel about it. Yeah. My thought on it is it's, it's just the same problems that I've always had, <laughs> but I have way less time. And so it's ratcheted up the the intensity of problem areas in my life and so if i don't have those under control then it becomes more and more prevalent in my life that i have an issue like i would say my number one issue with kids is probably comfort i just really like being comfortable and whenever they take away that comfort then I get angry or frustrated. And <laughs> right now, the this is 
mostly characterized by, hey, dad, what are we doing next? Hey, dad, what are we doing next? Hey, dad, well, when are we, you said we could play video games. When are we going to do that? Hey, dad, are we going swimming yet? And that just drives me crazy. And it's because it's just like somebody nudging me in the side all day. And it's, I like, you know, being in my own zone or being comfortable. And so it's made me, it's just made me realize that I, that I have that issue and that I need to, need to change it. I feel like oftentimes the issue for me with myself or with, with just issues that I'm dealing with are recognizing that I have those issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And oftentimes I don't recognize it. I'll be like, instead of me recognizing that it's a comfort issue for myself when I'm hanging out with my kids, I will say in my head, I'll have the dialogue of, oh, it's good for them to figure out what they're, what they need to do by themselves, or it's good for them to play by themselves, but I'll be really frustrated when I'm saying those things. (laughs) And I can just tell that it's not for me. It's for, or it's not for them. It's for me. You know, it's like, oh, actually they've been playing together fine for a half hour. (laughs) And they just want to know what like the next step in the plan is. I'm like, ah, just leave me alone or whatever. Or if they wake up in the middle of the night and want to come talk or I don't know, anytime it impinges upon my comfort, that's what I. You're saying that's not a, that's not a bad thought to say, oh, they should learn to play by themselves as long as it's actually rooted in their best yeah. self-interest. Oh. But if it's rooted in you getting your own, your own yeah. time, then it's, that's when it doesn't go right. Okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yes yeah that's a yes honesty and not deceiving yourself is i guess an important thing yeah (laughs) and it just is like i'm not really good i guess hopefully i'm getting a little better at uh just feelings in general and just recognizing them on the spur of the moment like i'm fine if Mm -hmm. i can process after a day or a week or whatever but i'm pretty bad unless if it's a significant response emotionally of like recognizing that I am like feeling frustrated or sad or just not happy. (laughs) I usually just tend to ignore things and assume that I'm, that I'm happy when I'm actually not. Mm. And so that kind of, that kind of leads me to that, to that issue. I don't know, like I, yeah, I struggle bouncing between these, the two ideas of self-care mm. and also trying to not need or not being able to expect time to yourself or being able to do what you want. I, I don't know. I mean, that <laughs> the thing I was trying to describe this to my, to my students one time and I was like, so if, if any of you, you know, 15, 14, 16 year olds don't think your parents are cool or fun anymore. The reason for that is probably because they gave up all of their fun for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, and you know, that's not obviously it's not totally true. I'm sure they still their parents still have fun, but uh, <laughs> I have always really valued having fun, enjoying myself, doing what I want to do, you know. And I have just found that the easiest thing for me in order to stay happy, in order to be a good parent, in order to care about my kids is to kind of, I guess, let that part of me uh, put it on pause, I guess, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, hopefully I put it on pause. Hopefully it's not a full, full stop. <laughs> 
because yeah, I don't, I mean, I would just find myself so often getting frustrated. You know, I'd be doing something, I'd be sitting down to watch something or read something or play something. And then like Dan said, you know, someone come up to me and be, Hey, what are, are, can you play with me? And that's actually best case scenario to say, can you play with me? You know, more often it's, uh, can you do this thing for me? I have this need. I just pooped. Can you wipe my butt? Uh, I need food. I need you to fill up my water bottle. Uh, you know, or Cameron and I are fighting. So sort out our, (laughs) sort out our problems for us, you know, or I lost this thing. I can't find this thing. Please find it. You know, there's just a constant kind of barrage of, of needs to be met, uh, that, you know, constantly interrupt you doing what you want to do, I guess. And so for me, yeah, the, the best thing I can, I've figured out how to do, I, and I, I think I'm getting better at it is just not having an expectation for most of the day that I will get to do that. Um, and kind of embracing it, not as like, not resigning myself to it in a sad and, you know, uh, depressed way, I guess, but more of a, yeah, I, I do. I genuinely do want to do that. Um, I genuinely want to. And that's a, uh, yeah, that's not something that I think like my students at 14, 15 or 16 years old can really understand probably <laughs> because I'm, I'm still starting to understand it. Uh, just like, for example, I think the idea of just having your, something that you take for granted, right? Before you have kids is this idea that your attention can be on whatever you want it to be on, right? You, you at least have kind of control and decision-making over your mind and your interest at any moment in, in time. And that ceases to be the case. I think when you have children, because at any moment your attention might be needed somewhere else, you know, it might be stolen from whatever you're thinking about or doing at the time. So I was, I was just, you know, I think you can see this really easily when you're hanging out with other parents, you know, and, uh, even if it's night and even if all the kids are in bed, you know, all three of the parents have monitors by their sides. Right. And at any moment, you know, they might be really invested in a conversation. They might be really enjoying the time they're spending with somebody else. And then at any moment, you know, you hear a cry over the monitor and then someone's got to get up and go, go deal with it. And just kind of taking that mind space for granted, I guess, uh, or expecting that if I'm interested in what I'm doing, I will be able to keep doing it as long as I want to. Uh, that's something that's been hard for me uh, to give up. But but yeah, I yeah. really felt like as a, as a mode of as a matter of happiness, I've had to decide over and over again that I'm I'm willing to, I guess, let go of that. And for me, that's made it a lot easier. But it also makes me feel like a lot less fun because I've kind of. Yeah, I guess giving it up or sort of in my in my psyche in order to be happier all the time. Because otherwise, I would just feel really, really disappointed. Yeah, I'd be doing what I wanted to do. I'd be like, oh, excited to do this. And then I'd have to stop and I'd be like, oh, man, like this sucks, you know, and I found myself thinking this sucks a lot. And so (laughs) I didn't really like that, you know, the association with my (laughs) with my kids. So then I would. Yeah, then I realized I got to change this. And so then but then you end up I I ended up forsaking your sacrifice, my desire to have to have fun a little bit which I don't know how I feel about because I really like having fun and I think fun's important, but that's, that's my best. That's the best thing I've been able to do uh, <laughs> to, I guess, be happy, be happy as a, as a parent. Yeah. 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 How long have you found success with your method? Cause that does not sound like a fun thing. <laughs> like, a... <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a compromise. It's a lifestyle compromise, but I see the appeal I feel like there's got to be a better, <laughs> better way than to sacrifice it. But I definitely have those moments. Like I know what you mean for sure. Wait, I, 
I have a question. Does this get harder then when they get older? Because I feel like within the first year of Elliot's life so far, uh, I I haven't run run into that problem. I I still feel like I haven't really sacrificed any of my time <laughs> or my interest because he can, he's pretty like self entertaining right now. Like I can just sit him on the floor and he can just crawl around and play with his toys. So is this? For, is, a, is, a, is this a difficulty for when they get older and they're more demanding of your of your attention? Uh, I I wouldn't say so. I would say the baby is baby is a pretty bad pretty bad stage for it. Uh, I think the difference is probably when like I don't really feel like I be, did a lot of work for parenting until I had my second mm. uh, because Nicole handled tons of it, you know. And it was he mo- like James mostly wanted her. Uh, he right. mostly felt like she was the. She, yeah, she was the, the prize, I guess you could say. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't as much. I Yeah, I feel like I really became kind of became a, a full-time dad, I guess, when we had our second. Because then it's then you kind of play man-to-man defense, you know. <clears throat> you can kind of tag team, and then you can, you you know, if Adrian's t- taking care of Elliot, you kind of, you kind of can guarantee your own, you know, your own attention. Like what we're doing right now? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that, I, I think it was the second the second kid. Yeah, we you know we just kind of recently reentered the baby thing, and we were kind of we we were kind of feeling like we saw the the light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah, it was almost four, and and then it was you know, but then it was like, well, we're back to baby land now, uh, and we're very happy. To now be you <laughs> now you can't play man to man; you got to play zone. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Which has its own. Yeah, it's its own. Uh, yeah, we we still haven't learned the finer points of it yet. I would say, but we're getting closer. So, so. I see the appeal to having no expectations, but I also see the downside. And I'm not excited about that, that proposition. So, so do do you like it more? Do you like having no expectations for yourself more now? I mean, I guess that would be the ideal always would be to have no expectations and be happy anytime. With with whatever comes your way, I don't know. I still I still want to do stuff. Maybe that needs to die in me, and then just whatever happens happens. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Dan. I don't know if it's um, I've grown to enjoy it more. And I I mean, I guess the question that I you know that I always try to ask myself, and it's kind of what the point of this whole this whole thing is, is <laughs> I I guess I think you know we have to ask ourselves: Does does God have expectations when he's you know, when he's parenting us, kind of, does he have expectations of, of what he gets out of the relationship, of what we demand of him, when we demand it, how we demand it, where we demand it, that kind of thing, of what what he has, does he have expectations for what being a dad looks like for him? Uh, and obviously it's a little different because he, I guess, you know, has infinite resources, infinite attention, infinite time, uh, infinite whatever, everything, infinite knowledge even. So I guess that's how I look at, that's, that's how I think God parents me. I don't think he looks at me with a lot of expectations for my behavior and says, you have to do this so that I can do this kind of thing. And so I think that's my goal yeah. is to try to be like that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say, I, you know, I've reached Nirvana where, you know, I just I can do anything and I have no problem with any of my children interrupting me or demanding something of me, not by a long shot. Um, but it, I don't know. I guess it just feels okay. It feels like helpful to me. And, you know, I mean, really, it's it. what you're trying to do is you're trying to shift where you get your satisfaction from, right? Where you try to get your happiness in a day from. And 
you know, I think as it's natural as a kid, as, yeah. as a teenager, as an adolescent or whatever, you get your happiness from entertaining yourself, from doing what you want yeah, to do, yeah, yeah. from pursuing your interests. And that's a really good thing, I think. But for me, it's been, yeah, I think the mindset is trying to, as much as you can, if, if you kind of let go of having your own fun, then <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the goal, and I'm not, I'm definitely not there, but I think the goal is that God sees every interaction that he has with us every time we come to him as kind of a delight as kind of like this is fun i get to interact with my children and obviously there's ways that i would rather interact with them you know i them complaining or them needing just basic survival needs matters not the most fun yeah yeah, yeah. uh but i think god probably feels that way sometimes too uh in, in his interactions with us i think he has ways that he probably prefers <laughs> to interact with us you know uh, us coming and just all we, if all we do in our prayers, we ask him for things. We ask him to give us things. I think that's probably not the most fun way that he would want to interact with us. I think there's better things he could think to do, uh, to be more enjoyable, but I don't know that he holds the, the expectation of, you know, he's like, I'm not going to be happy unless you interact with me in this certain way. Um, so that's where it comes from is that it's not, I wouldn't say it's the best that it's at, I've, you know, it's not, I'm not at best case scenario yet, but it feels like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong, so I'd love to hear what you think, but it feels like that's how God kind of approaches us without a lot of expectations for how we should behave. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, or how, how we how we get to interact with him, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I totally, I mean, you're, I totally agree. I think about my days and like the, the best days that I have are the days that I, with my kids are the days that I set aside, like this is a, a parenting day or like the kids are mine, so I'm, I'm not going to try and get any studying done. I'm not going to try and get like, they're going to be my main focus and whatever happens other than that is, is icing on the cake. Those are definitely my best days with them. And they're usually not any less productive because my kids are happier (laughs) that it becomes kind of like a positive feedback loop. Like when my kids are happier, they're less likely to complain. They're less likely to fight less likely to need my assistance. And so when I am able to be with them and meet their needs, then the less they need me. And the more the interactions probably come to that sweet spot where it's like, yeah, we want to play or we want to, we want to go out and do this thing together Mm -hmm. rather than a negative feedback loop (laughs) where they need me. I don't want to interact with them. And then I push them away and then they come back harder and then I push them away harder. And then that just negatively spirals until something happens. Right. Whereas like when you hang out with them and you, and you get to spend time uh, together, then they're like, ah, I've had enough of dad. And then I, you know, they've got like a couple hours of, of happiness where tables have turned. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be, Definitely. And it's just way more enjoyable to, even if the days don't necessarily work out like that, to have that kind of as your upfront defense of like, well, this is what I know. I know today is going to be about this. So like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not let down if things don't go my way because my expectation was just to be there for the kids. Yeah. I was just telling Nicole last night, I we're at my parents' house right now and my mom is really, really great. Uh, she loves taking care of the kids. She loves, you know, making all the meals and doing, doing everything. She just loves it. And I think it's genuine. Uh, and so, so <laughs> this is the, you know, I don't think she's doing it just to be nice and she's inside fuming or whatever. Um, I, I hope, <clears throat> but <laughs> so you'd think that should be like the best case 
or that should be like the best environment for me to enjoy myself or I should just love it here. But I, a lot of times I find I don't enjoy my time here as much as I expect to because no matter no matter how many grandmas I think you have in the room, there's still always going to be some time that you're needed, you know? And so like what happens to me is in, in their house, I sh- shift back into my my perspective where I get to do whatever I want to do. But then I don't because it's real life, you know, it's the real world and nobody gets to do everything they want to do. And then I'm, I'm just like a lot less um, patient, uh, a lot less gracious. Uh, I get like a lot more easily frustrated with anything that doesn't go my way or anything that interrupts me or anything that I don't have to do or that I do have, sorry, that I do have to do. And I really don't like it. I really don't like how I feel here sometimes because of that, because I shift back into, oh, I can have expectations now. And then when those expectations aren't met, then I don't handle them very well. But it's like you said, if you if you begin the day saying I'm going to do or I'm going to spend my whole day with the kids, I would be happier uh, even doing all that work just because the expectation is kind of there, uh, which I've found very interesting because this should be the place where I have the most fun. Mm. But at the end of the day, I, I don't a lot of times I don't feel that great because <laughs> because I've had the expectation that I should get to do whatever I want and then I don't get to and then it makes me annoyed. I don't, I don't love, I, I'm trying to, I'm today, today, I kind of, I decided last night today, I'm going to really try to shift that <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think the expectation thing is huge. It's just a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's kind of like movies, right? I mean, or yeah, it's kind of like going to the movie movies. I will yeah. see a great movie. Uh, it's actually a great movie, but if I expect it to be one of the best movies I've ever seen, I will come away not liking it that much. Right. Yeah. But I, if I'm going to the movies and I expect it to be bad, uh, then and it's okay, then I'm like, wow, that was a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. It's not objective. It's not a. It's not an actual fair assessment of a movie. It's just entirely based on what I was expecting to get out of it. Yeah, totally. So, I, yeah, mm. that's why I've stopped looking at Rotten Tomatoes because I feel like their reviews are a lot of times overinflated. You know, you'll get plenty of average movie experiences that are 93s 94s and you'd be like oh this is going to be so good and then it's just an average movie experience and then i then i leave disappointed and not i don't think it was that great disenchanted disenchanted with the film world that's how i feel about pitchfork (laughs) 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 any any uh music that they write above a nine uh i know is going to be horrible that's really funny. I feel that way about video games. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything gets at least an 8. Not everything, but anything worth playing always gets at least an 8. And then every so then everybody's like trying to get as close as they can to that 8 mark. Right. Or give as close to it. I feel like with movies I don't have that though. I mean, but- I never I never look at Rotten Tomatoes. I only do YouTube reviews or like analysis. Mm. Yep. which doesn't let me down yeah that's probably a better method because they don't talk necessarily about the critiques I look at aren't focused on quality of entertainment as much as what the movie has to say and if the movie has something interesting to say then they talk about it for a long time mm. I'm going to have to check that out that sounds that sounds better so, so do you watch those reviews about what the movie has to say before the movie before you see the movie if I'm intrigued, like I, I watched, uh, I haven't seen John Wick yet, but the other day yeah. I watched a John Wick one and it was phenomenal. It's great. Like the symbolism with the Greek gods and oh, it looks phenomenal. Wow. 
Yeah. I still haven't seen I've kept my uh my docket clear and clean of her because of what you said, Justin. So I I have no expectations going into her. Well, yeah. yeah. That's what I loved it. I love that. I love that I had barely any idea what the plot was. Is that the walking Phoenix yeah. one with the AI? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. What, what did you think? Uh, it's been a while. I, I've only seen it once, but I, I liked it. I thought it was going to be more, uh, I thought it was going to be more crazy. Uh, more oh, like fantastical because it's a Spike Jones movie. So I was like anticipating like something a lot more weird, but like for an a for a man falling in love with an AI system, uh, it was fairly straightforward. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'll report back next two weeks. Yeah, I was just surprised at how much it made me feel. It really made me feel a lot. Uh, and I was not expecting that. That was that was definitely Nicole's choice for a movie. And I was like, okay, what you know, we I don't know, we usually trade off or something. Yeah. And yeah, it made me feel a lot, which yeah was, was what I was looking for. That's awesome. Dan, is there anything else that you do to make your parenting easier? I was gonna say timers. <laughs> <laughs> I like the laugh. Because then I can set a timer, my kids see it, they know, oh, dad's you know, once that hits zero or once it buzzes, then I can go bug dad again. And I pretty much just say the next 15 minutes or the next 20 minutes, I'm off limits and they have to go deal with whatever they, with whatever they deal with. Luckily they're both five and they can wipe their butt. They're 95% of the time able to open up their water bottle for water. So they're pretty self-sufficient for 20 minutes, but the reason why I would do that is to try and reclaim some of that mind space if I was feeling like burnt out or or tired uh, or whatever, just wanted some time alone. What age did they, they really latch onto the timer? I just started doing it. I just like literally like last week and it's been awesome. <laughs> How'd you come up with the idea? Mob blogs? I would say to my kids like, okay, give me five minutes. I've got to finish this thing or whatever literally like 20 seconds later has it been five minutes yet no it's been under a minute (laughs) because they have very little conception of time they they know how to read like the hour hand on a clock and read read the hours and read a timer and so like i thought they knew they'd been doing it for a while uh but they had not been doing it long enough in order for them to conceptualize or estimate they not they've not been doing it long enough to estimate a time. I just started throwing on timers and it's been it's been phenomenal. Anything else that I've done? I just I just try to do what I like doing and try to discourage what I don't like doing. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm I'm not actively discouraging it, but I'm not participating in things that I don't like to do. Like Eli likes playing baseball. <laughs> And as a as a last resort, oh, I will play baseball. Like as literally a last resort, I will go play baseball with him. I'll kick a soccer ball around. We'll go like play on the playground. We'll go swimming. We'll go we'll go do anything because I don't want to sit in a bunch of baseball games. <laughs> Even my I don't know if I can get my expectations that that far aligned uh, if I've got to go watch a bunch of baseball baseball games, but. Uh, 
and yeah, so I just try to do with them what, what I want to do. And I, and I don't do with them what I don't want to do. Yep. So that makes it, that makes my life way more fun. And I think my interests are definitely diverge from my parents in some regard. We do have, me and my parents do have a lot of similar interests that I think they were uh, primarily mm. like love of books and reading. Um, they they made like really accessible and I saw them doing all the time. So I kind of gained like a, a value for it. Yeah, the only thing I don't want my kid to do is to play baseball. So I just try to do Well, one of my coworkers, he has three sons who all, all play sports. And he says it makes it a lot easier to watch sports, to watch their games when they're good at it. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> so so just, just make sure Eli is like the, the best baseball player in the world, if he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think kids generally have fun, have the most fun, at least at the kid age that my kids are, they have the most fun when I'm doing something with them. It will almost always be more fun if I'm doing it. So it's not that hard to, not that hard to influence and guide. Um, Especially if you're genuinely having fun, I think that really makes, helps your kids have a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) The the other, the only other thing I would add to that, I do that a lot too. The only other thing I would add to is I'm, I'm constantly looking for like win-win situations. I'm constantly looking for ways that I can enjoy myself when I'm, around them, even if I'm not doing exactly what they're doing. So like, for example, like Adeline is a baby, right? And she just kind of sits on the ground a lot. So I like to do a lot of stretching. So when she's on the ground, I'm just constantly stretching with her. If I'm, if I'm in charge of watching her or like when I take my kids swimming, like all they want to do is wrestle and they could wrestle for an hour in the pool. And I, I don't really want to do that for an hour. I don't have the energy for that. So I always, I always make them, they make them deal when we go to the pool where I'm like, dad's going to swim for, 15 minutes and then I'll wrestle with you after I'm done swimming, you know? So they play in the shallow end and I kind of swim laps around them. And then, then we play in the pool after that. And they kind of get this idea of compromise that, you know, dad needs to have fun too. And yeah, but I just need different things, you know, or like, for example, if they're playing on the playground, I'll try to sneak in, you know, three sets of pull-ups while I'm playing with them just because that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm productive or doing something that helps me or is good for me while I'm playing on the playground because fundamentally I'm a 30 year old. So I just don't love playing on the playground like I used to, like they do. And so I've got to find little wins. I've got to find little wins for me, you know, throughout, throughout the, throughout the day. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I've always been, been a little and with play. I feel like I've always been a little younger than my age, but I still, I just can't, I can't hang anymore. Not even close. I'm, I'm really big about that. And Nicole is, I've been trying to get her to do that. Cause she just, she'll just suffer. She'll just suffer forever and do whatever the kids want, you know, in kind of the, for their for their sake. But then it ends up making her not that happy. If she's never <laughs> looking for ways that she can win, also in that in that kind of thing. Yeah, she's got a lot better, and it, it makes her a lot happier. I love that. Yeah, it's not bad. That's why I, I'm wanting Dan to help me build a computer so I can play because I love I like video games, so I'm trying to play video games with him. So Jake, have you have you found anything that makes parenting easier or more fun, relaxing slash etc.? Oh. I feel like it's pretty fun just regardless. Yeah, I for me, just listening to you guys, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you guys are coming at it from like way different uh, circumstances than, than me. Um, you know, probably more so because of the multiple kids aspect. And so uh, 
when you do have that two to one adult ratio, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as overwhelming. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. So I don't know. Like, I mean, on on my day off, like any any time that we have, like afternoon will be spent like two hours. We'll just lay down on the couch and take a nap. You know, like stuff like that where it's just weekend. We'll go out to the park, hang out. You know, like walk around. Like he'll crawl around. He'll play on the slides, play on the swing. You know, I don't know. We'll we'll just do little things and. He enjoys it, you know. He doesn't really have a say <laughs> in anything, but you're like, well, seems like you're having fun. I'm having fun. So I don't know. They're, he's not, like, super demanding yet, and so that makes it pretty easy to just have fun with him and to just do do what I think that he wants, which is then doing what I want. <laughs> you know, like – like, hey, I would like to take a walk right now, and I would like to go to the park. That seems like a fun thing for a one-year-old to do, so we're just going to do it. So, I don't know. I mean, there, there's like other I, – I think the probably the most difficult thing right now in terms of doing what I want to do is like when we – have people over or like when we go out somewhere with other people and I want to engage uh, with other adults and have conversations and uh, so yeah, that distraction, you know, like, all right, I have to make sure Elliot is eating, make sure he's not like getting into things, make sure he's not like, I don't know, doing whatever, but but that's that seems more for the sake of just trying to engage with other people. Uh, when it's just sort of the family unit, just me, Adrian, and him, or just me and him one on one, it doesn't really feel super yeah, distracting. Okay. So, so I and in terms of the question, I haven't really had the need to like come up with anything like super out of the ordinary to make it easier yeah. or, or more fun. Well, hey, that's the dream. I mean, if you can if you can uh, hang on to that, then keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe you're just so in your identity, Jake, that you'll <laughs> never feel this way. You might, I mean, might, that might <laughs> might as well be what you hope for. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see. And I mean, yeah, I I think that's like a big. I I'm interested to see like your. I mean, this is why we're talking, right? Is because we're surrounded by other people's conversation about this and other people's expectations. So what do you guys, how do you guys respond when you are, uh, when you see that conversation, like right in front of you, like, oh, parenting is hard or the, the just wait conversation, like oh you have oh you have no children just wait until you get one <laughs> or oh you only have one child just wait until you get two you know or like ooh just wait until they get older what what do you do with those conversations <laughs> yeah what do i do i mean i think there's like ideally or like maybe in reality nothing is nothing is hard um or a lot of our own difficulty is made up from our own notions or expectations or issues or sin or whatever. And for a long time, that's led me to think or to like not recognize the difficulty in what I'm actually doing. I just kind of slough it off and I say, ah, this is what it is, or this is what, this is the price of admission, or this is the cost or of 
whatever activity I'm pursuing. Um, and I don't recognize the actual difficulty of it. Yeah. And I guess I'm glad you are kind of bringing that up because I feel like we ought to pause and just take a minute to say that we do think that parenting is hard uh, because, <laughs> you know, growing as a person and deni- learning to deny your own needs and becoming more like God and caring for other people and all the stuff that parenting involves is inherently a hard process to go through. Right. But I guess the main point, I think the main focus that, uh, I guess just to clarify that I feel like it's important to make is that there are things that we do and attitudes and perspectives that we take that make parenting harder. And so for me, it just isn't the, I want the focus of the conversation when I have this conversation with myself or my wife or, or anyone that I'm talking to, the focus I want to have is not complaining or just thinking and resigning ourselves to the fact that, yeah, this is a really hard thing and there's nothing you can do about it to make it hard. It's just going to be tough, but instead focusing on what am I doing that is making it harder than it has to be. And right. <laughs> what can I do to make it easier? So, sorry, Dan, I want to hear what you have to say, but I just feel like that's a, a pretty important disclaimer to make. So just in case people are hearing this th- thinking these guys are nuts, I mean, parenting is obviously a hard thing. Uh, yeah, we would agree with that. So, uh, sorry, go ahead. With those conversations, I think when people say that, if I'm actually like talking with them or if I'm actually interacting with them and they're not just in a big group, then it becomes a lot more interesting because you know, you ask like, why, or what, what, why do you think that, you know, like, yeah, sure. There are difficult things and you do have to sacrifice, but if you, if you keep on talking like that, you're going to walk yourself into a hole and truly believe that. But I do think there is like, but then also try to affirm the fact that like, yeah, you are going to have to make sacrifices. Things are, yeah, that's tough or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's good. Uh, my response, first of all, I guess I don't, I can never know what someone's, someone's situation is like everybody's life is different, you know? And so their situation might have some things that I'll never go through. So I, I won't be able to say for sure, not if they're right. hard. Right. So I, I can only say my life and my parenting, how hard, how hard mine is. That's the only thing I have any, any right to say, whether it's difficult or not. Um, so then, the, but then the other, the second thought I have is, I guess kind of, yeah, the, the big idea that I come away with is the hard thing, the hardest thing about parenting or marriage or life or anything is changing yourself. Like it's not necessarily that kids um, have a lot of needs that makes it hard, right? For me, it's the, it's the thing, it, the thing that makes it hard is that kids have needs and I can be very selfish. And when you combine those two things, then parenting is hard, right? So when people are like, oh, it's going to be hard, right. I'm like, well, it might be hard uh, if I, if I make it hard, if I don't try to change, if I don't, if I don't become a better person, if I don't adapt, then it will be hard. Um, but I don't like locking myself down into this idea that something has to be hard. It may or may not be, but I'm going to always look for my responsibility and how I'm making it hard and try to change that. And that, that changing of yourself, I think is hard. Um, but I'm not sure that my kids needing things from me is really, is really a hard thing. That's my, that's kind of my attitude about it. But when someone says that, I have no idea what they've gone through. You know, there, there's, I, and I, I'm, I'm in, I'm under no illusion that I've, I do not think at all that I've had to any degree a hard life. <laughs> I would say my life has yeah, been, yeah. has been a cakewalk. 
so I can't really speak into anybody else's life and what they're saying might be true for their life, but I'm just not going to receive that and say, yeah, because this person says their life is hard or their parenting is harder than mine, then I'm, I'm not going to surrender and say that mine is going to be also. People said that about marriage too, before I got married. And I, I would not say that our marriage has been hard. I would, I would say very occasionally, a few days out of the year, is it a hard thing right. to do? Most of the time it's, it's really fun, really life-giving and I, I would say pretty easy, I guess, pretty effortless most days out of the year. But that's, I, I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's because of the types of people we're choosing to be uh, and because of God's grace in our life. But I don't know what everybody else's marriage was like. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to know for sure. Yeah. Have you had, have you had people say that to you or how does that make you feel? Uh, I hear those type of conversations like, well, you know, we, we all do pretty much all the time. Uh, I think it's harder to hear them within a, uh, church context. Like when, when you're with a body of believers, because that's the exact same conversation I'm hearing in the workplace with non-believers uh, you know, a guy who I don't even know, he'll see me, he'll see me holding Elliot and he'll say, oh man, whew, just wait until he learns how to walk and he'll be getting into everything. And oh man, your life is going to be crazy and it's going to be real hard. And then you go to church on Sunday and you have the exact same type of conversation with a believer. And so I don't know, to me, uh, I feel like our the way that we look at parenting, especially as believers, should feel at least a lot different than what the world would have to say about parenting. But I think that's uh, that's one of the things where if you would look at expectations of non-believers and look at expectations with believers, and they're almost uh, in terms of parenting, and they they're almost identical. Yeah, that's a really fair point. That's a really fair. Huh. I mean, yeah, the question is, do we feel like God should make things easier in life? Some things. I mean, I, I guess my answer would be, yeah. I mean, I think not really in like a prosperity gospel way, uh, where if you just give a lot of money or obey God or whatever, everything in your life will go well and easy for you. But more so in the way that we have access to God as our counselor uh, we have a relationship with him. We know him. We know uh, what the truth of the world and like the universe is and how he's set things up and right. how we ought to live our lives. And I think if you have, uh, a, you know, the spirit of the living God inside of you uh, and he rose Christ from the grave, then uh, perhaps me dealing with my children needing a snack should be a little easier. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind mm. of funny to actually say that out loud. But I'm I'm not I'm not at the point where where you're at uh, because I just get pretty frustrated with that with that viewpoint. <laughs> I I don't have the like ooh man yeah your life might have been more difficult than mine. I'm like oh my gosh, like suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that I mean you know I, I feel like is probably lacking in our conversation of one, you know, previous, like what, what's actually hard in parenting. Cause I think there probably is some other stuff besides sleep. That's really, really hard. Like I was just trying to think through what other answers that you, you could give that I would agree with. And you know, stuff like your kids getting sick or going through some serious tragedy or sure. having something really, really, really life-changing and horrible happen to them. Like that's really, you know, uh, that stuff can be really tough. Um, and I, I can't really speak into that, you know? Right. Uh, but, but 
even even with that stuff, you know, I think the expectation for myself, if I was to go through it, would be it 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 could be really hard, uh, but God will make it. You know, He will help get me through it, and He will make it easier, and it'll be easier with Him than without Him. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's tough for us to I think speak into it, but it but I think it's always important to have be open to the possibility that whatever someone's going through is way harder than what what you've been through. Sure. Uh, way more or way just at least way different you know it's wise which is and and, and compassionate yeah 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 and, and you know 95 percent of the people may not go through it but but yeah it's a it's worth being open to i think <laughs> cool uh well let me let me uh so jake i, I think i told this to dan but i kind of wanted to start doing a little segment at the end of our episodes where we essentially ask the question uh, is there anything that we talked about today that you would bet your salvation on? Uh, anything that you're sure enough about that you would say, I'm so sure that this is true, that I wouldn't feel uncomfortable risking kind of everything, you know, your, your eternity on. Uh, and the reason I wanted to do it is because, <laughs> wow, uh, obviously it's kind of a stupid exercise, but also I, I think it, uh, I've been asking myself that question a lot more to try to find out what I really think is kind of the most important thing I that I think or mo- the most important things to believe because I yeah I guess I just have found myself in the past being very very sure about things and talking to people as if I'm very very sure about them and then I'll look back yeah. and then realize oh I don't believe those things anymore and I remember <laughs> getting in like serious you know seriously uh, aggressive conversations with people trying to convince them of something that five years later I don't believe anymore <laughs> so all of those things are not things that I think if I thought critically about it, I would, I would bet my salvation on, you know? Uh, so it's kind of a way for us to summarize at the end and say, all this stuff that we said is kind of our opinions, uh, kind of from our experience, but is there anything, is there anything we talked about that you would say, I feel very, very, very extremely one, you know, sure that is true. And just to kind of, as a way to summarize it and also, also just maintain a little bit of humility, uh, that what we're saying is not, we don't necessarily think it's, true uh, i guess right. <laughs> so is there anything and it you know it doesn't have it doesn't have to be something somebody's like a quote somebody specifically said it can just be something like just a general idea that you're that you're leaving the conversation with right. that you think i'm pretty sure that you know as far as parenting and ease and hard relate to each other what's something that you feel extremely confident on from what we talked about i i do feel very confident that the way the body of christ parents and the and the way that we view parenting, uh, especially the way that we view parenting, should look very different than how the world views parenting. Hmm. Yep. Daniel, do you, do you have anything? Or are you too nervous? I would not touch anything with a 10 foot pole, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to go one step below salvation or something. I might have to invent a, di- a different wager. I mean, I feel uh, pretty good about what we said yeah, yeah, overall, sure. but like, you know, I like. If that's the if that's the wager, I'm like, uh, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty all in. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like what we said was good stuff. But yeah, as far as far as betting my salvation on it, yeah, I might have to I might have to invent some lower stakes. Uh, <laughs> maybe like bet your arm or something, or bet a leg. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think kind of along with with Jake's. I think I would I think I would bet my salvation. I'm, probably not. There's probably only three things I would bet my salvation on, but. I would almost bet my salvation on <laughs> on the idea that God that that perspective is 
has the potential to make life much easier than it is right now. And that, you know, adopting God's perspective uh, can make your life way easier than it is. That's my thing. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's all I have. So uh, thanks for thanks for chatting. I think we got some decent stuff. Mm, fun, fun. <laughs> what a natural segue, Dan, because actually we're going to be talking about fun in our next episode. Specifically, what is the deal with fun? Why is it important or, or valuable or purposeful? Uh, also, we're going to talk about maybe how much fun is too much fun if you have other responsibilities to kind of juggle. And I want you guys to bring any of your best recommendations for how to have more fun in your life. So that's that. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear, as always, please tell somebody about it. Get the word out. Also, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That'd be great. Otherwise, we will see you next week. There's so many ways to go and get it, so take your chances and make advances. Yeah, yeah.